I think for me, look, it's, it's a view. Um, I'm not saying it's the view, but it's my view. I think vaccination is the way forward throughout football. I can only talk for the Premier League because I'm in the Premier League, but I think it'd be good for football. On this episode of PL and PJ's FA Cup Fixtures and Managerial Matters. Welcome back to the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. Dress code being Jammies and Jake, I'm finally wearing the official dress code that I announced last time. Later, Ozen. Yes. Oh. That was the one I okay. was referring to. Yeah, can you can see it. I can see right? it. Yeah. I can see it. I know. Is it a We're in the same here? room. I have never felt more alive in my life than my the goodness. last time that we were together. Yeah. In the same room. The last homecoming we had. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Sure. But no, actually, I, I'm i not going to lie to the to the listener. Right. I'm talking about the blue velvet pajama bottoms that I'm rocking. Yeah. And rolling. And rolling. And you felt them. Right. I, I felt them. And they're soft. They're super soft. This was the best Christmas present I never knew I needed. Yeah. So thank you to be right, Quinn, because that's a blast. That's right. an absolute blast. But you know what else was a blast, Jake? No. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what was. Okay. First off, you know what wasn't? Okay. There were no Premier League games over the weekend. That was sad. Which, you know, oh, normal week, oh, bad, boo, no soccer on. This week, though, there was another English competition on. Okay, I'm following. It's called the FA Cup, if you've ever heard of it. I have. Um, what, what do you know about it? Uh, English teams. Yeah. Through pretty much all of the divisions. Yeah, anyone who qualifies. Yeah. Yeah, no, so it's an open tournament. We were just talking about this earlier. I think it's so much more fun than the League Cup, because the League Cup yeah. only brings in the top four down to League Two. Mm-hmm. But this brings everybody in. And so there were some fun results from this weekend, some surprising ones. But I'm just going to run through the Premier League Please. team results, because they we are, are uh, Wednesday, and we are Premier yeah, League podcast. Exactly, yeah. thank you. Um, so first off, Liverpool beat the Aston Villa U20 team 4 to 1. Due to COVID. Yeah, due reasons. to COVID, played a youth team, but I will say performed admirably in the first half and then let up three goals in five minutes in the second half. Yeah, which, no, the floodgates kind of. No, they sure did. And everybody expected that yeah. to happen, but they had a very valiant effort in the first half. And any kid that got to participate in that game, whether they go on to have a stellar career for Villa or anybody else, you still got to say that you played Liverpool in the FA sure. Cup and were 1-1 at halftime against Mo Salah, Sadio Mane. That's a blast. Good for them. And honestly, even though they lost, I give them my sincerest yeah. congratulations because that was still a good performance. But after that, we have Wolves beating Crystal Palace 1-0. We had Everton beat Rotherham 2-1. Blackpool drew West Bromwich Albion 2-2, two to two, but West Brom went through on penalties. Fulham beat QPR, maybe a little flashback name for people for the Premier League in the, in the past decade oh, yeah. or so. But Fulham beat them 2-0. Burnley beat MK Dons in penalties. They actually drew 1-1 during the actual game itself, but beat them in penalties. 
Sheffield United beat Bristol Rovers 3-2. Leicester beat Stoke 4-0. Arsenal beat Newcastle 2-0. Manchester United beat Watford 1-0. Leeds lost to Crawley Town 3-0. Shocking. Yeah, Yeah, a League One side, Crawley Town, beating Leeds. Surprising. We'll get into that. Yeah. After that, Chelsea beating Morecamba 4-0. Man City beat Birmingham 3-0. Tottenham beat Marine 5-0 in a local neighborhood, which was a fun game. I kind of sent you some tweets from their Twitter account. We sent them back and forth. I'm a big Marine fan. Not only the clock cut out, the air horn... (laughs) They had the phone numbers posted around the side of the stadium to let people know where the balls were going if they went out. But my favorite, my highlight of that game was the tweet that I sent you from the Marine you know, official Twitter account when it said, uh, I think it was Jetson, Fernandez. Fernandez. Yeah, Fernandez yeah. shoots a ball straight over the bar, straight at my face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just funny. It was, I'm now rooting for them. I would like them to do well. They seemed a very fun team. They had, um, a, they had a great social media Oh, yeah. Which, if you can't be a great team, have a great social media presence, you know? And then after that, Brighton drew 1-1 with Newport, but Brighton went through on penalties. And then our last game, West Ham beat Stockport 1-0. So all in all, pretty good performances for Premier League teams against lower sides, which you would expect. Sure. Uh, Presumably playing some rotational players. But I think the highlight that we have to talk about, Jay, leads... Brent, I, I would have to agree. We do have to talk about Leeds. However, there were three things that I thought of during your recap that I wanted to wait until you were done. Oh, I appreciate that. Just to not take you out of your flow. Yeah. I love lists, yeah. so I'd love to hear your uh, First thing, because you, you briefly mentioned how you like the FA Cup better than the League Cup. Yeah. I would like to mention that uh, the League Cup final is set with City versus Tottenham, and that's like all the way in like March. Yeah, no, it's a ways. Um, and I guess technically the Carabao Cup. Carabao Cup, yes, anymore, that's the sponsor. Yeah. Um, just want to plug that real quick. Second thing I thought of, you mentioned QPR, flashback. I want to shout them out. They're my favorite English team name, okay. Queen's Park Rangers. I think it's the coolest name. Even though they're another London team, you feel like... Uh, you I, I still okay. think they have the coolest name. Okay. I just want to say that. And third thing, you mentioned Newport. Tottenham's U18 played Newport today. Dane Scarlett had five goals. I want to plug that real quick as well. Wow, okay. Yeah. So you just you were waiting for me to say Newport. No, I, I, I didn't even think about you it. You were waiting for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I but thought yes. you were going to plug like where you were from or something like that. No, I am from Newport Beach, so that's also another connection. I could have plugged that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Leeds, 3-0 to what? Crawley? Crawley oh, Tennis. Yeah. I've never heard of them before. And again, Jake, and I said this to you before, if you played more FIFA career modes and started with a league two English side and work your way up, you might have come across the name before. Sure. But you haven't. So let's I haven't. I, I'm thinking about it, actually. Oh. I, I think it's, gonna be, it's a fun idea. It's and a blast. Making those transfers to yeah. the young players. Yeah. Working yeah. your way up. Uh, and it wasn't even close. Um, I didn't watch it. I saw the highlights. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Crawley obviously had the lion's share of chances, and they, they converted them, and well, I would say, yeah. based on stats alone, Leeds had like 70% possession. Sure. They both, ha- I think Leeds had 14 shots total, Crawley had 13. However, it was the shots on target difference. Right. Like Leeds could not get anything near the Crawley goal. And even their manager, 
whose name I'm drawing a blank on right now. Who's? Uh, Leeds. Bizla. Yes. He said he would offer to resign because of that result. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, he was nominated for manager of the year, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh my, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I know they didn't start 100% of their first team, like, which nobody does, but sure. still, it's Crawley. It's Crawley. No disrespect to Crawley. No, 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 no. And I will say, speaking from experience, Tottenham lost to Colchester last year. I, I mean, believe. these results happen. They, they, they happen. I will say that was a 0-0 draw and then lost in penalties. Right. Uh, where this was a 3-0, not, not a beatdown because, you know, you see the possession and they, right. they they had the shots. But if you look at the, which there was not anywhere to find expected goals for this game, uh, Crawley's were, they were all, like, not easy goals, but you expect them to make it. It wasn't like they were just pulling off ridiculous, like, right. long shots. Um, and, and Leeds had their fair share of chances, but they, they uh, were not what Crawley had. Right, and I feel like, Again, if anything, well, it's an, almost an embarrassment for Leeds, you have to give some credit to and applaud Crawley for their game plan, their execution, going up against a Premier League team. They played great. They played an amazing game, very you know, a very fluid counterattacking game. And, you, I mean, you just have to applaud. Right. You know, and so that was only a surprise, but what I will say is it almost highlights as well some of the issues that they've had in the Premier League in the last month or so. Of converting chances. Sure. Because they've had so many shots, so many mm-hmm. great chances in the Premier League recently, but they haven't been able to finish those chances. And not that their chances against Crawley were so great, just mm-hmm. more that they had so many and couldn't find a way to get the ball in the back of the net. And Brent, I will say their style of play is somewhat feast or famine, where they're almost all at attack all the time, where their their first instinct when they have the ball in possession in the uh, defense is to get the ball forward as fast as you can, yeah. and they usually do it through passing uh, through the connections of the midfield out to the wings, back to the or, middle, or bypassing the midfield. It goes usually sure. from straight from like Ailing and Dallas straight up to Rafinha and right, but specifically yeah. those passes through the middle right. can become dangerous. I know at least one of the Crawley goals came from a misplaced pass in yeah. the midfield, and I can speak from watching the Tottenham game against Leeds. They had so many passes given yeah. away. But it's that dangerous kind of type of play that leads to them scoring five goals twice in two yeah. weeks, you know? Well, it doesn't help that they only have one central midfielder as they transition on their counter sure. attack, right? I mean, just left on his own, whoever it is, whoever's rotating right. in there, Klitsch fills in there sometimes. Um, I'm trying to think of who the guy with the ponytails name is. I can't picture what his what his Heller Costa? No, no, no. Uh, he's their central mid. Calvin Phillips. Phillips. Um, it's you know one of them holding in there, but usually what you see is when they transition, is the whole team flies forward, and that one central midfielder is the only person left to defend. Right. Usually two, maybe even three people. Again, feast or famine, high risk, high reward. Uh-huh. However you want to put it, they get isolated in the midfield a lot because if they do miss that pass or if the central midfielder does get stuck, they have no help. No other options. So no, Brent. Quickly remind. Yeah. Quickly remind me, which team was it that you said needed a center defensive mid when we went through like the you're kind of saying the needs for January transfer. It was it wasn't Leeds. Was it was it? Sheffield, I believe. It was Sheffield? I was saying that they needed a commanding. Well, I also said the same thing about Villa. Okay, Villa. Saying it that was Villa well, needed. That's what I'm thinking. I, I said center back or. 
central mid, I think, for Sheffield, saying that they needed somebody to kind of calm them down and control the midfield. Is it fair to say that Leeds needs that sort of midfield general to clean up those messes that they find themselves in often? No. No? I'm going to say no, only because they play with such high energy. Right. They don't need somebody so much commanding in there as much as they need somebody high energy. And I think Calvin Phillips does do that because if they're going to make mistakes, you need somebody that can cover a lot of ground quickly. If anything, it screams for an N'Golo Conte player to sit in there and you can connect the field, switch the ball side to side, but the reality is you are there to clean up anything that comes out and you run all over the field and you're fast and you're quick. That's who I would picture being there. Um, If anything, it's a call to change the play style. Right. To not isolate your center defensive mid, maybe play three at the back, and then have an extra defense. Or, or as you go forward, one defender comes into the central midfield to hold as a pivot kind of situation. Right. No, but, that makes sense. Um, but at the end, of, I'm not a Premier League manager, so so there's a reason for that. You know, right? You could be. I'd like to. Be. I mean, I do it all the time on, on FIFA. FIFA yeah. So, no. so clearly, I I have the repertoire. But Jake, that wraps up. Third round? It wraps up the third round, but we're getting into the fourth round. And this is not an official sponsor for the FA Cup, but we're going to present our next fixtures by a new sponsor. Sure. Coors Seltzers. Wow. Yeah. What a a great seltzer. Well, we have some right here. We do. And I have to say, this is the best grapefruit one that I've ever had. You highly recommend. You gave video reviews to some friends personally, but they're about restoring the rivers. That's what every time you drink one, you restore rivers. It's a good cause. It is. It's a great cause, and uh, they're based out of Golden, so they're 30 right minutes here, from here, and uh, we love to support somewhat local you know, companies, and especially with a great cause. So uh, next time you're at the store and you're, you're you know, hankering for some seltzer. Which I often am, yeah, personally. You know, lighter than beer, you know, it doesn't give that pit in your right. stomach, right? Less calories. Mm-hmm. Um, Find yourself Coors Seltzer. It is great tasting seltzer with a great cause. And I want to say, if you can't buy the seltzer, maybe they're out because they're so popular, you can donate to Change the Course, which is the charity that they're working with through their sales. And that's awesome. And that's great. So anyway, with that out of the way, we can go to our unofficially sponsored next round of FA Cup fixtures, which I have here for Premier League teams. (laughs) On the back of your sheet? On the back of my sheet. Oh my goodness. Again, these are being played on January 23rd. Some of them TBD just because of COVID issues and whatnot. But we have Brighton playing Blackpool. City plays Cheltenham. Oh my. Yeah. Fulham plays Burnley in an all-Premier League matchup. We have Tottenham Hotspur against Wycombe Wanderers and Adebayo Akinfewa. Aquafina, yeah. Aquafina, yeah, the very same. <laughs> Aquafresca? Aquafresca. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. Uh, Everton and Sheffield Wednesday play. Sheffield United and Plymouth Argyle. I'm glad you like that because I can still say different about it. But uh, Sheffield plays Plymouth. West Ham matched up against Doncaster. Arsenal against TBD because of a postponed game. The Southampton one? Southampton. Okay. After that, we have Wolves and Chorley. Manchester United and Liverpool. Huge game. Again, a, a few days after they play in the Premier League sure. as well. So, yeah. so that's kind of exciting. Then we have Leicester and Brentford, my namesake. And finally, Chelsea and Luton Town. Nice. I, I do want to shout out a specific team in there. I, delete, I don't want to 
misremember this, but I believe it's Chorley who are playing Leicester. Oh, in the next week. In the next week. No, Brentford plays plays Leicester. Who plays Chorley? Uh, Wolverhampton. So Wolves played Chorley, and I want to shout out uh, the groundskeeper at Chorley, who I believe slept on the pitch the night before their matchup with Derby. Wow. Uh, Wayne Rooney's team, who had, yes. was stricken with COVID, so it was their second team. But still, they but lost. But still, they lost 2 or 3 0. And uh, the, the groundskeeper slept on the pitch the night before to make sure it was in good condition for the game. And I want to shut him out. That is a blast. Yeah. That had to be cold as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't England imagine. is not warm this time of year. So <laughs> he had a tent. Shout out to him. But, Jake, with that, now FA Cup, sure. out of the way. There were some quotes from managers there were. last week, especially in the past few days. That we wanted to cover. We call them managerial matters. But if you wouldn't mind starting us off with the first one, which came from Mikel Arteta. Brent, I, I could definitely do that. Um, he said it seems morally wrong to play during COVID. And Brent, can I get your thoughts on that specific quote? So I, I realize that taking that quote on its own maybe changes the sentiment of it, but that is that is the gist of it, right? I mean, like, any quote taken sure. just as out of context. Itself, out right, of context. right. But just to say on its own it's morally wrong to play during COVID, I can appreciate that. I think it's the diplomatic kind of thing to say. But I would say I think he's very happy to still be playing, especially now that his team is picking up form. Right. It would be one... If they if he said that and they were still on their loss and draw streak <laughs> and not doing well, it'd be like, okay. Yeah, kind of riot like, off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can delay this. It's yeah, all right. Exactly. Like, whatever. However, to be saying that when your team is doing well, I think is more telling. Um, and, and I guess, I don't know, we talked about this today a little bit with the possible Villa postponement. Sure. They appealed to get their game postponed at the weekend because of COVID issues. They played their U23 team basically against Liverpool. They would be doing the same at the weekend, presumably. And I guess we even had a mini debate within each other over text, sure. which was just my opinion was... Is it morally responsible to put out players who, even though they're not necessarily directly exposed to COVID, not right. on the first team, are still at the same training ground? They're still operating with the same people. They're still running into the same cafeteria members. The same. I mean, I'm sure everybody has great COVID protocols in England at these at these football grounds. But at the end of the day, is it morally responsible to then play these players who could have had exposure to it and maybe didn't show up on a positive test yet? And it's a difficult question. Um, obviously, they already played against Liverpool right. no, in they the FA Cup. Um, and by Saturday or maybe even Friday at the earliest, uh, they'll be cleared to start football operations again. Yes. Um, so it gives them a day, day and a half at most to prepare for the game this weekend. And I don't like what. Where do you draw the line? For keeping post keep, to keep postponing games or to say hey like if you're not gonna follow protocols and your team's has a lot of COVID positive tests if you can't feel the team either use your U18 your U23 whatever you can um, be safe or you know and worst case scenario forfeit the game like wh- at what point do you say it's on the teams to contain uh, this COVID outbreak within the squad and to follow these protocols outside of the training grounds, which I, I know 
like you see every single week you see someone from some team in the Premier League breaking protocol in some slight way. Right. And and you know players are going to see their family, they're going to see their significant other, like they might break protocol in the slightest way. So it's 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 harsh in some ways to um you know, bring down punishment on these teams that have these outbreaks. But it's been over a week since Villa shut down football operations. So if they test their players, they go through quarantine, they have these negative tests. Like you think at some point, hopefully this weekend, they should be able to play. No, I agree. the The only issue that I run into is just look. I never played college soccer. I stopped at high school. But I will say, the level of physicality and the nature of playing with older men, which I did do when I was 14, we had to play in a men's league against people who were 30 and in their late 20s. And, you know, the physicality difference. And, and I guess for me, when I think of those younger players going out on the field when they're 18, 19, 20, is it fair to the younger players to force them out onto the field against late 20s and early 30-year-old men who are going to be way more physical way stronger. I mean, I understand there is some obligation from the team to sure. be prepared for it. And this is why you have a U23 team to pull up players. This is why you have a U18 team to pull up players. I just think if it's... I, I feel like also the issue is that this isn't Villa's first issue with it, right? I mean, they're, they're already two games behind right. everybody else because of COVID postponement, whereas maybe... Three for some. Right. And, and so maybe if it's a team like Liverpool who hasn't had... A delay yet it's not as big of a deal because like right. oh we had an outbreak we need to take a break and everybody says okay maybe because Villa's had a few breaks already with COVID then maybe the push is a little bit stronger to say you need to keep playing otherwise you're just wildly going to fall behind the pace mm-hmm. when do we make these games up but my only concern is like I said for younger players where they just played against Liverpool they go to play again at the weekend if it's the same young players where it's just the demands of playing at that higher level are more difficult. Sure. And is it fair to the younger kids to just throw them out there even though they may not be ready? Which is no fault of their own. It's the fault of the club. But at that point, I feel like it's more of a forfeiting match issue. Like, you can't play. You can't feel the team. Right. When you, rather, than, rather than forcing a bunch of kids to go out and play with a bunch of men. No, I get that. And... And based on reports, they're they're gonna have their first team players back Saturday, right. which I get that that's the day before their game, mm-hmm. and that makes it difficult. But for those that didn't test positive and don't have any symptoms and they're at home, you have to assume they're still training and like staying in shape yeah. throughout the week at, in in their own home or their training facilities separately. But you know, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I I think. Uh, if they can put out a team that is tested negative and is, it's going to be safe for the other team they're playing, right? I, I think they should. I think they should be forced to play. I tend to agree with you. Yeah. I mean, just I, I like to try to play the devil's advocate sure. a little bit and try to give a rationale why not. But I tend to agree with you right. that if they can't follow protocols, their players can't. Which it's not necessarily their fault if one person got it and they didn't register it yet and they came in, but also you kind of expect them to be able to identify these things. And if a player was feeling ill, yep. I mean, he should have had the wherewithal to not go into practice, right? Nope. To, to spread. Right, so, I get that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. And last thing on this note, I'll say uh, today is Tuesday and it's the day that they filed the 
the request. Right. But they have 24 hours until the decision is made. So uh, by the time this podcast is out, there will right. already be a decision made. But, the, the, but the discussion is still necessary. Sure, 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 so sure, active. Yeah. So, but Jake, after that, Nuno from Wolves has said that in his in his recent press conference said that he is worried that this COVID situation will force that European Super League that we talked about before to form. That because of the implications of COVID, if things mm-hmm. shut down again, essentially, it will force the larger clubs to all band together from Spain, from England, from France, from Germany, from Italy, to make a Super League of teams so they can, can continue to play, can still make money, can still give high revenue, high attraction games. <clears throat> is that a genuine concern, or does that seem a little bit maybe far-fetched? Right. I, I see where Nuno Espirito Santo is coming from. Oh, you gave a little bit of a twist Flair. and a little tang on yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I see where, where he's coming from um, because, you know, the top teams want to play, and, and they're going to take any opportunity they can to play uh, year-round or right. most of the year. Um, I, I think it's a stretch. I, I don't think... Obviously, if there if there was another break in play, like we saw at the end of last season, I, I think it's going to be quite similar, where it's just going to be a month or, month or two, and they're going to get everything under control, hopefully at least more protocols in place to where they feel safe enough to start play again. I, I think he's being a little drastic with these comments. Um, I, I don't see anything coming from another break, especially because... It might be isolated to the to England, uh, a break and play. You know, you, you might see other leagues like the Bundesliga and La Liga uh, keep playing if if uh, the Premier League were to go on hiatus. I also feel like if that did happen, it would not be a super league. I don't think the European Union, especially now with the UK out of it, could condone inter then quote international travel. Sure. For games. If things yeah. close down again, I think maybe what you could see is the occasional friendly being scheduled. Right. Where they still want some TV revenue, they still want some attraction. They go, oh, Real Madrid is going to go play Bayern Munich, you know, and, and maybe they don't call it a friendly game, but it is. Sure. Versus an actual Super League being formed with all the best teams playing together. Right. I mean, hear me out. I'm listening. Top five leagues all get canceled this season. Yeah. You know, worst case scenario, obviously. Bubble league in somewhere somewhat neutral for everyone. Sweden. So, <laughs> I was going to say somewhere within the top five leagues, but somewhere in the middle. So, like. Sweden. Okay. I was going to say, like, Paris. You're gonna say Sweden. Uh, anyways. You, you get a little bubble going, uh, and you do, like, a eight week. Like, not tournament, but like... But, but a league, tournament, yeah. You know? um, that'd be fun. Oh, that would be a blast. Never gonna happen. Oh, never no. in a million years. But, yeah. you know, a fun thing to think about. And if that if all the top five leagues do close down, Jake, I have a feeling we'll become an MLS podcast. <laughs> Is that MLS even going right now? It Well, the season just ended, but it will be restarting in right. a few no, months. No, we, we watched the final. Yeah, we watched the final. Yeah, we put active bets on the entire thing. Very stressful. We, I made money, and I lost a lot of money. I will say also, I've been getting more into the betting with yeah, you lately. I'm, getting it, I'm just getting a little taste of it lately. Um, I won't say I'll commit to it. Sure, sure, sure. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't hold you to that. But 
I have enjoyed it with our random eight thousand or you know plus eight thousand odds on Villa and Everton and now uh, Willie Bully to score a header. Right. right, that one is. Well. But now, yes, like yeah, you're our, our new one, Jake. Why don't you? You're the one that locked it oh, in. Sure, why don't you sure. tell us? Uh, we have the Browns at plus ten against the Chiefs. Uh, this it's got to be Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the. It's an AFC wild card for American football. Right, um, not relative to the Premier League no, at, all, at all. It's just, I'm excited about it because yeah. I'm getting into it mm-hmm. for the first time, and maybe it'll transition to some more Premier League betting that I can get in on. But regardless of that, Jake, we have one more manager to cover. Sure. And that is Sean Dyke. And he said, essentially, Premier League teams and the players should be vaccinated sooner rather than later essentially implying yeah. that they should get it before maybe more at-risk people right. in order to keep the league going for the safety of the players, which I can understand the sentiment, but going back to Arteta's thing, it seems morally wrong for the UK government to prioritize football teams over actual people who may be at risk exactly. for the vaccine. And Brian, I want to preface this with, we don't know what exactly he meant. No, that's true. The yeah. order, at least, he meant by when he said they should be vaccinated. That's why I said it implied that sure. he should. And, yeah, I, I, I listened to the interview, and, and I kind of got that same feeling, but we can't, you know, put words he in He did not mouth, say right? that he did not should say be done that. first. Um, but, but from my perspective, um, with my girlfriend working on the front lines as a nurse... She does. Um, I will say for... In England, you know, nurses, doctors, all the people like like come in contact regularly first. High risk people with pre existing conditions, and then you start to think about Premier League players. I right. Yeah, no, you know, health, you know, safety and possible death over a sport. And well, and and I understand the sentiment, like you said, because while most people are still locked down. Premier League players have face-to-face interaction and close, extremely close contact with other players constantly. Sure. So I can appreciate the sentiment where, like you're seeing at a Villa situation, where one person probably got it, or two, right. however many, and it just spread throughout the entire team. I get that. If they were, I'm not saying it's the right thing or not, no, but no. I'm just saying I appreciate the sentiment from Sean Dyke saying, if you're going to have us keep playing, if we're going to keep playing these games... The players should be vaccinated so that they don't become, in essence, super spreaders themselves. Right, and and you would think that because of that close contact they have and the protocols in place, they're not seeing people. Right. Uh, but I will say, like any of the players in the Premier League that have some pre-existing condition, like asthma or anything like that, um, that they can be included in that second. And that I feel like that would be safe and sure. it would make sense, right? Yeah. So maybe Premier League players with pre-existing conditions should make sense. However, if somebody's perfectly healthy, right. they are an athlete athlete in top physical, especially cardiovascular condition. And on the younger side. And on the younger side, I don't necessarily see, you know, a, a 19-year-old Premier League player no. needing the vaccine more than even a 20-year-old Premier League player who does have a pre-existing sure, condition, sure. but everybody gets it, and then instead of giving it to the greater public yeah. first. you know, um, Because if anything, and, and you don't want to make any assumptions about the players, right. you never know how 
these players would react to it, but most things that I've seen from players getting the virus so far is that they have recovered. Not quickly, but you even saw Paul Pogba mm-hmm. only have it for, you for a few weeks. And I know just Manchester United, Alex Tellis had it. Came back a few weeks later, is doing fine now. And, and they talked about the side effects, about how it still affected their cardiovascular condition as they were going forward. But their condition going into it, mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like the wrong thing to prioritize Premier League players over other... Again, that's not what he said. Right. Specifically. It is... Im- it was an implication that came from it that we are extending. We just wanted to raise the question. Right, exactly. And is it, as Arteta said, it kind of ties in together, morally responsible. And that obviously translates over to American sports, which most of our listeners are American. So obviously... Uh, Although we do have a German listener. We do, we do, from the statistics. Um, you know, we have the NFL playoffs going on, we have NBA going on, and we have that NHL starting up this month. So, woo, NHL. Uh, but yeah, so obviously we wanted to pose this question for not only um, English athletes in the Premier League, but also our uh, American athletes right, here at home. Course, so yeah. uh, I, I think we dissected that well. And I, I think so. I, I, want to, I will stand by my, my uh, point of view. Why don't you stand right now? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. no problem. No, yeah. He, stood, okay. he stood on it. And Jake. Now that you've stood and sat sure. back down, maybe you're ready now. Oh my goodness. You're composed yeah. to get us into the Match Week 18 and 19 preview sure. that yeah. we're doing here. I've never been more ready in my entire well, life. Well, I think maybe it, it readjusted, maybe blood flow in your body. <sighs> yeah, you it's, it's going up. everywhere. Oh my goodness. Everything reset. Yeah, that, I'm going to take a sip of my Coors Seltzer. What flavor? <sighs> Lemon lime. Nice. I'm going to have a sip of sure. whiskey. I do that. And I'm not going to say what flavor, because it's whiskey, but it's great. <laughs> Have we plugged this one? We did. Remember, I walked out of the room to go get the picture of the Jam. label? Yeah. And Husen Dusen, as, nice. uh, as a friend of mine used to say. It's me. I'm the friend. Um, our next match week, which we're covering two this week, 18 and 19. Well, it's a weird week. It is you weird. Know, but, and we picked already the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday sure. for this week. So and we're starting on the 16th. And Brent, you want to know the fun thing about these next two matches? Wait on me. We have games from Saturday to Thursday. No days off. That is fun. That is fun. Wow. So starting on Saturday, Hey-o. as I mentioned, January 16th, early morning at 7.30 Eastern, we have Wolverhampton Wanderers versus West Bromwich Albion. Oh my! Right off the bat, yeah, hot start. West Brom will draw Wolves at Molyneux in the first game. Oh my goodness! At Molyneux, you know yeah. how I feel about Molyneux. I know, everybody does. Yeah, and uh, spoiler alert: we have, we're not covering the results, but Everton got a point from the Molyneux today. They did. Okay, Brent. Uh, anything else to say about that match, or is that it? Uh, no. I I feel like that pretty much covers okay. everything that I wanted to talk about. I, I appreciate that pick. Other than, I would say, Everton got three points from the Molyneux, not a point. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that is what I meant. And uh, I figured I, it's what no, you meant. I, I just wanted to... No, I appreciate yeah, the yeah. correction. Uh, but, yeah, uh, moving on, or moving forward with that game, I, I'm going to pick a Wolves win. Okay. Uh, I think they looked decent against Everton, maybe a little lackluster with, a, with no striker on Everton to give up two goals, but... 
But yeah, I think they're going to bounce back, and they're going to take up a one again. I mean, and they did score in the first half again, which is huge for them. Yeah, not not usually a thing they do, but, you know, three three in the game against Brighton, mm-hmm. and then one this week. So we'll, we'll see if that continues going forward. But, Brent, next, we actually have two games at 10 a.m. Eastern. And first one is Leeds-Brighton. Fun fact, Jake. You know how much I love those. And I've done I, this I fun do. fact before, and I realize... Maybe, you know, Leeds haven't been in the Premier League for a while, but these teams have not ever played in the Premier League before. This is their first match in the Premier really? League. Really? Yep. I guess that time. makes sense. Brighton's never yeah. usually in it, except recently. Right. And, and Leeds and haven't Leeds been, have been in since 2004. Sure. Um, but, Jake, I'm going to go for a Leeds victory in this game. Uh, Brent, I'm also going Leeds victory. Um, I think that feast or famine attack feasts in this one. Oh, nice. But yeah, uh, as I mentioned, another game at 10 a.m., uh, and that is West Ham versus Burnley. And that, that's at London Stadium. Yeah, this is a pretty tasty one. I'm, I'm not going to Burnley getting back into form as of late. I realize they just, we're not going over results today, but they just lost to United sure. today. But it was a pretty close game, yeah. and they missed some golden chances towards they the end. They did. I think they draw West Ham at the London Stadium. Okay, Brent. Well, I'm going to go one step further, and I'm going to say, wee Whoa! Burnley over West Ham in this game. Wow. Yeah. I liked what I saw in their game against Man United. I thought they, they held their own for most of it. Had some good chances. Um, and I think they're going to sneak one or two by West Ham. All right. But yeah, we, we can move on to our uh, noon 30 game. Uh, and that is Fulham-Chelsea. Uh, that's a that's a London derby. It is, and Jake, again, you know how much I love fun facts. Please. These two teams have played twenty eight times in the Premier League. That's a lot. Fulham has only won one time. Yikes. Yeah. That's so I'm gonna sad. Chelsea. I'm gonna pick to win this game, and on top of that, Werner scored in the FA Cup. I'm gonna pick him as my player to watch in this game, where maybe he's starting to pick up some form. I was thinking between him and Havertz, sure. who also performed well. But Werner is my player to watch, and I think Chelsea win. Brent, that is an interesting pick, um, because I also think Chelsea are going to cruise to a victory here. And I was also between Havertz and... Oh, oh wait, did you say Havertz? I said Havertz and Werner. Mine is Werner. I was not between Havertz. I'm sorry. I was between Mount and Ziyech. And I just don't trust Ziyech to start, because he had some injury issues. Right. So I'm going to go with Mason Mount as my player to watch. Oh, for this week. Yeah. Look at us, picking from the same team. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's fun. So Fulham are about to win, right? Exactly. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's the tendency. Uh, but moving on to the last game on Saturday, and that's at 3 p.m. Eastern, Leicester-Southampton. Again, a pretty tasty matchup. Really? Really? But I'm going to go with a Leicester victory in this game. Brent, I hate to hear that because I'm also going with a Leicester victory. Well, look, at the end of the day, we can have similar picks, right? I mean, sure. it's a full season long of pick em. Right. I We're going to do the update next week. We're going to find yeah, out how we are. But um, it's been tight the whole time. The odd pick here and there that's different versus the ones sure. that are the same. You know, and, it all averages out. And I will say Southampton have let me down in the past before. Um, I keep backing them, and they've let me down a few times. So uh, I'm going to go against them, and, and that's why I chose Leicester. All right. But moving on to Sunday, January 17th, the early morning game at 7 a.m. Eastern, Aston Villa-Everton. Can I pick this game to not happen? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, I think it still will. But um, 
I, I think because of the side that Aston Villa are going to have to put out, right. I think an Everton victory in this game. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't factor in the fact that Aston Villa were coming off of, you know, COVID and everything. So I was originally going to pick them to win. But, I was thinking about the same. Like, if I would have yeah. just gone the two teams on their own, sure. I would have picked Villa, but given the circumstances... Yeah, no, thank you for reminding me. I'm going to go with a draw here. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hate that. I hope it's not a draw and that I didn't just give you a free... No, game. that would be a bummer, wouldn't yeah. it? Um, but next, we have a team coming off their first win of the year... Sheffield United against Tottenham at 9.05. Which is funny that we said we weren't going to cover the results from today, but now we have addressed all three. (laughs) We have. Um, But, yes, Sheffield did win their first game today. However. However. I would pick Tottenham in this game. I don't know if they can do back-to-back victories or points in general. Brett, I'm actually super glad they won today because it takes the pressure off Tottenham. I think so, too. Yeah. If anything, it makes it easier for other teams because now Sheffield are pressing so hard to get their first win. Exactly. So I think they're going to be relieved by getting that first win and uh, maybe ease off the gas pedal a little bit and Tottenham yeah. take advantage of it. So I'm, I'm picking a Tottenham win in that one. No, take your time with your sip of whiskey. Uh, big sip of whiskey. Moving on to the match of the week. Liverpool, Man United. That's at 11.30 Eastern, and that is at Anfield. Jake, Liverpool are great at home. Uh huh. Manchester United have not won at Anfield since 2016 on a Wayne Rooney goal for a 1-0 victory. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go for a United victory in this game. Oh my goodness. I think, and hear me out. Sure. Lindelof hurt, I think, helps the team with Bailly playing in defense against Mane and Salah. To have the love to hear that. Right. They get to play a higher line defensively because Bailly can cover Maguire's pace issues. I think Rashford, Martial, Cavani, Greenwood, whoever plays, can expose the lackluster and iffy and temporary defense of Liverpool down the middle specifically. Brent, I, I do enjoy that pick. You know how much I like to see. Look, anytime at Anfield, I would normally pick Liverpool. It's just given the circumstances of their defense and the fact that United are riding a high. Right. I, I pick United. And those are totally valid points. And I think United are going to get a goal. Maybe two. Oh, I hope so. But I have a draw in this match. Okay. I think it's going to end... 2-2. I think one of these teams is going to get a late penalty to get that draw. I think that's a safe pick. Maybe not the penalty specifically, but just the pick overall, I think sure. that's safe. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited about the game. What is that? 9.30? Yeah, we're going to watch it together. We're going to watch it together. Yeah. That's probably here. Well, aggressive you. Oh my goodness, you're so right. I yeah. totally forgot. That's so fun. You, me, Ben, Matt, Hannah, Alex, Perfect. Geeks, we're all going to watch Then we're driving home. Yeah. But moving on to our last game on Sunday, we have Man City versus Crystal Palace, and that is at 2.15 Eastern Time at the Etihad. City win. Yes. I'm going to pick the same, so let's move on to Monday. Yeah. <laughs> That's easy. One game on Monday to finish off match week 18, and that is Arsenal-Newcastle at 3 p.m. I'm going to go for a draw in this game, Jake. Bold. Yeah. Bold. Based on the... Arsenal's form? Well, I'm yeah, like, just based on form in general. Sure. I mean, it has been... It, it 
has been a good run for Arsenal lately, and again, you know how much I love fun facts. Right. Newcastle have not beaten Arsenal at the Etihad since 2010. So I'm gonna, but I'm gonna go for a draw. I realize I'm not picking a win, but I'm sure, just saying they sure, struggled sure, to get sure. results there. I'm going to pick a draw in this game, though. And Brent, do you remember the last time Arsenal played Newcastle? It was four 0 Yeah. No, it was not. It was. Nope. In the Premier League, February sixteenth, twenty twenty, four 0 Arsenal over Newcastle. Brent, they just played this weekend. Oh, they did in the in the FA Cup. In the yeah. FA Cup, zero zero into added time. Yeah. Two goals for Arsenal in the second half of added time. Or additional time, if you will, or yeah. extra time. I th- I'm t- I thought you were talking specifically about the Premier League. No, I was, I it was a trick question. Yeah. It, I was trying to, I was trying to get you to slip up. And I did. Yeah. Consider me slip. <laughs> but I, I think Arsenal cruise to this Okay. Point. So that wraps up Match Week 18. Before we move on, uh, I would be remiss if I did not include a Jake's bets. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep it... One half is simple, a little tricky on the other half. Leeds... Win, which uh, I think we both agreed on. I think so. If I remember against Brighton. Yeah. Um, and then I have I'm back in my Mason Mount pick as player to watch with okay. Mason Mount to give an assist. You get some great odds parlaying them together if you choose to do so. It's plus seven hundred, which gets you to a net thirty five dollars. Wow. If you bet a fiver, which is what I do. That's my... That's your thing. That's what you do. Brent, if I have my hat, I put my hat on it. I think it's a sure thing. Well, you don't have your hat. You have your jammies. I do have my jammies. jammies I'll put my jammies on it if if you want to see that. Uh, But (laughs) I think think Mount's going to have a field day, and it's going to include an assist. But Brent, that wraps up Match Week 18. We can move right along. The very next day starts uh, Match Week 19, and that is Tuesday, January 19th. I just want to say really quick. I feel like this is like match week 18.5 or like 19 and a third because only a few games happen before our next podcast, right? Sure. Like we're only picking six games out of the, out of the, just because of the way that things are working. Right. Different it's, teams playing different times. It's, it's just, strange, but yeah. Brent, it's going to work perfectly for our recap oh, next week. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. Because we're going to be almost exactly at the 18 game mark for yeah. each team. No, it's going to be fantastic. But anyway, Jake, so yeah, no. I apologize. In that West Ham West Brom game. Oh, you're going you're to take my preview away from me? I didn't even announce it yet. Oh, I thought you did. No, I didn't. Oh, my God. West Ham plays <laughs> West Brom at 1 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. Rewind, rewind, <laughs> reset. Who do you have? So, <laughs> in the Battle of the West, Ooh. the King of the West. Yeah, I uh, just came up with that on, on my own. So I am going to go with a West Ham victory in this game. Brent, I also have West Ham victory, but I'm going to go one step further. Ooh. My player to watch is oh. on this West Ham team, a newly healthy Antonio. Wow. Okay. And that's all I have to say about that. He's going to yeah. have a day. You finished your whiskey as I, I did so finish my whiskey. Fantastic. So it's almost as... Good as putting my hat on it. Right. Uh, but yeah, so Antonio uh, for West Ham against West Brom. Hopefully he stays fit um, through this weekend and plays in that game. And I think he's going to have a great day against that West Brom defense that has seen some leaks. But one more game on that Tuesday, and that's Leicester-Chelsea, which, let me scroll through real quick, is probably the, the game of 
the of the games games we're covering. Yeah, for sure. Um, that is at the King Power Stadium. Um, who do you have in this one? Everything in my heart wants to say draw momentum continues. Ooh. However, with the form that Chelsea's in, I want to pick a Leicester victory in this game. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I would have allowed you to make that your surprise pick if you wanted to. I mean, given the positions of the table, Leicester's third, Chelsea's ninth. Uh, sure, but the yeah. the overall skill and prowess of the teams, sure. I would I would have allowed it is what I'm saying. Um, I'm gonna pick a Chelsea win, so that's be that'll be fun to you know. Yeah, see. I like when we're on the opposite side of things, not sure. just like it one all, win one it's draw. It's almost automatically a draw at that point. Oh, one hundred percent, we both get it wrong. But yeah, that's fun. Um, those are the only two games on Tuesday, so we're gonna move on to Wednesday, January twentieth. Um, Leeds versus Southampton at. 1 p.m. And it's funny that you said you would have allowed me to make my surprise pick. Because I do have a surprise pick for you, Jake. <gasps> wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Thank you. I love yeah. that sound. Leads oh. to beat Southampton in this game. And as you did before, I'm going to take it one step further. Patrick Please. Bamford to be my player to watch against Southampton. Maybe okay. not the most influential player in the game. But on the score sheet. But on the score sheet, I expect Patrick Bamford. No, I like that. I like that. Um... Brent, I'm over with a draw in this game. Uh, you know how I talked about feast or famine uh, multiple times this episode. Yeah. Uh, this is gonna be right in the middle. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna score and they're gonna give up a goal. So maybe it's seeing both sides of it. Yeah. So I see one one two two uh, this game. But yeah, that's fun. I'm glad you had your little upset watch. Uh, next game is your Manchester United going to Fulham. A little trip to London at three fifteen Eastern. And what's funny, Jake, is in a normal circumstance, maybe not normal, but prior circumstances, uh-huh. I would have said this has draw written all, all over, over it. it. However, given Manchester United's recent away form, uh-huh. and assuming they're coming off a Liverpool victory, I'm not going to pick the drawback draw. I'm going to pick they continue rolling with okay. this win streak away from home and get another victory. Brent, I love that confidence in your team. I don't usually have it, is the thing. I'm just, I'm finally committing. And two in a row. Yeah. You love to see it. And Brent, I'm going to I'm gonna be right there with you. I'm going to back your team with you. I'm there. Oh! I'm going to be a red for the day. Oh! Oh, my and God. <laughs> a red devil, and, and United are going to, oh, my goodness. And, and United are going to beat Fulham. All right. But Thanks, yeah. <laughs> Sorry you had to see that. No, it's fine. Uh, I'm glad the listeners did not have to see that. But moving on to our last game on Wednesday, we have Manchester City versus Aston Villa, and that is at the Etihad. And I just want to recap that the last team, last team, the last time these two teams played, sure. City beat them 6-1. to one. The game my. before that, they beat them 3-0. The game oh before that, they beat them 4-0. Oh my! So I'm going to see a City win again. They seem to have wow. Aston Villa's numbers. You love, you love the yeah. historic numbers, yeah. and your numbers guy for sure. Um, Brent, all I have to say about this one is... Wee-oo, 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 oh! wee-oo! I have a Villa win. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think they have that, you know, you know, break because of COVID, which, you know, it's not a real break. But they're going to come off possibly the weekend game on a high, and then they're going to come back into form against... Uh, Manchester City. All right. And that's all I got to say about that one. But Brent, we have one more day and one more match. 
And I was thirsty. Whoa! Oh. Yeah. So the, the, day, right. the day where the next podcast right. will be coming out, uh, January 21st, we have Liverpool Burnley at 3 p.m. Eastern, and that is in the Merseyside. So Liverpool lose to Southampton. They then lose to Manchester United by my prediction. I think they beat Burnley in a big way coming back. Sure. Um, I, I think it's a win. I don't think it's quite as big as you predict, but I think it's a win. For All sure. Right. Um, you got a player to watch already, right? Yeah, no, I already covered it. If anything, now what we're getting into is our collective players to watch from our fantasy team. Brent, I'm going to interrupt you. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm so pissed. I have Jake's bets for this week. So you're just going to do it? Yeah, I'm just going to do it right in front of you. Yep, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, that's okay. You know, I'm going to do it quick. No, I'm really happy about it. Oh, okay, oh my gosh. West Ham victory parlayed with a Chelsea victory gives you plus two sixty nine, and that is a net thirteen forty five. If you bet a fiver, you heard it here first on PL and PJs. Brent, over to you. That was nice. That was nice. So our fantasy team this week yep. currently looks very different because we used that free hit to make a lot of changes, and none of them have paid off yet. It's only been one day. Darlow got two points. Sice got one. Me got two, Fernandez got two, and Callum Wilson got two. Bummer start. However, we have the rest of the team going with Arier, Tierney, Son, De Bruyne, Gundogan, Kane, Captain Kane. Hopefully that goes well. We could have a big day tomorrow. Right. But as next week comes around, and fantasy is a little interesting. It's listing multiple games, and I've never experienced that before. I don't know if it's going to like take the highest score or accumulate the totals together, but our team goes back to normal with the free hit gone. Whoop! Back to reality. Sorry. Do you feel good about what you did? <laughs> I, was wait- yeah. I was waiting for you to say it so I could no, know, I, pop in. It looked like you were waiting for that for a long time. Please continue. No, would you like to just do the rest of the song no, for don't. us? Really? Are you sure? I really do Okay, don't. okay. Um, well, anyway, Jake, lose yourself in this team. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Fabianski and goal. Yes. Kyle Walker-Peters, our new transfer, in a defense with Bednarek, mm-hmm. as well as Joel. You like that. You're still happy <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> uh, Bruno Fernandez, Hugh Song, Jack Grealish. Wolf Zaha and Suchek in the midfield with Captain Harry Kane again and Patrick Bamford up top. We have some injury issues with McCarthy, Calvert-Lewin, and Gabrielle, so there's no chance they were getting in the team. Fabianski also only has a 75% chance of playing, but he'll probably be back in time by next week's game. Sure. Um, but I feel like, again, that's a very confident team that I have. And we have Stuart Dallas on the bench right. still from Leeds. And, and, and Brent, I do like the back-to-back Captain Kane against Fulham and then Sheffield. Yeah, it, you have to. Yeah. Give him the, give him the opposition. Whether or not he's scoring a hat trick, he's still presumably getting assists. Yeah. Because yeah. that's kind of his thing. It is, it really. Is thing this now. season, so, at least. So hopefully it works out, and by next week we'll then, of course, have a new team. But but that's our fantasy. And well, I, I really, like I said, don't know how that two-time like games works. I don't know. You'd think it'd be unfair, right? You just you just want to start all the people playing well, twice. Well, you'd think so, but I just I don't understand how it works. I don't know if it's going to pick the highest score, but it says like Walker Peters, Leicester away, comma Leeds right. away. So it's they're clearly noting two games. So I don't and know how that works. To the listener, if you know the answer, I'm sorry that we're dumb. Or tweet us or sure, something. Sure, sure. At um, PLNPJs. 
If you don't know the answer and you don't feel like looking it up, tune in next week. Yeah, we'll let you know how it goes. We will have the answers to that question. Um, hopefully, it's we get both points. Oh, I would love it. You. And Jake, I just want to go back because... Please. You still kind of got a little smile on your face ever since I said lose yourself in the scene, <laughs> like you said back to reality. And it is giggles on the, it is on giggles the docket. On the docket. Um, should we start singing? Maybe we should change our outro song to lose yourself. Just the for this week? But us rapping it. You know, like we could do our own rendition of it. You got one shot. Well, I mean, I feel like we could have as many shots as we wanted. One you know, opportunity. Like, like, we could re-record over okay. and over again All if it right. wasn't working out. So you went out starting the song and you ruined it. Oh, I didn't get it. Okay. Yeah. Is that is that what the lyrics are? No, I've never heard the song. Um, spaghetti. Right? Mom spaghetti. spaghetti. Right. Okay. He's got spaghetti on his sweater already. Mom spaghetti. What if I made the outro just that version where it's just mom spaghetti? spaghetti. <laughs> his palm spaghetti. Knees weak. Arm spaghetti. There's spaghetti on his sweater already. Mom spaghetti. Uh, but needless to say, there were a fair amount of giggles toward the end. Oh, towards the all, end well, of this always. episode, there are always giggles included. Um, and it wasn't even when we scheduled it. Yeah. Which is. The best giggles. That's that's the giggliest <laughs> part about the entire. It thing. could be because we both had an extra seltzer today because we had dinner first. Well, and we had a great dinner. We had a great dinner. Yeah. Chicken and veggies. Mildly undercooked, but we fixed that. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no salmonella here. Not yet. Not yet. Sometime. Um, but Brent, it is so great. I cannot put into words how great it is to be back here in the recording den. There really is something magical about it. It really is. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that we we're gonna spend the weekend together too. Oh yeah. In the mountains, and and then we're back, right here, right Better where we're sitting. Next week, so please, please, please tune in to the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. And Brent, that dress code is jammies, and I don't care of any kind. Any jammies you want, they are appropriate. He has his what? What was it made of? Uh, your shorts? Velvet. Velvet pajama shorts. I have my Outdoor Voices sweatpants. And I just want, for some reason I feel like I said leather before. Did I say leather at the start of the podcast about leather pajama pants? <laughs> I feel like I heard the, the, I might have the said word leather. Instead of velvet, they're velvet. They're well, that leather. clears up the confusion <laughs> if you thought Brent was oh, wearing leather. To leather? <laughs> <laughs> they're super soft. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Drop bombs, but he keeps on spaghetti. What he wrote down, the whole crowd goes spaghetti.